welcome to the Inclusive Leader Podcast. The practice of inclusive leadership enables us to tackle the complex challenges of our times. This is the space for conversations about inclusive leadership. I am your host, Jörg Schmitz, and I welcome you to this episode. Decision-making is at the heart of what leaders and managers do, and that's where biases and inequities are created namely in those patterns of decision-making and implicit assumptions that creep into those decisions and judgments that we make. Yet, education in unconscious bias has not necessarily been positively correlated with changing and improving decision-making processes. So that's a bit of a dilemma. And it is precisely the work of Anne-Barbara Lemons that can fill those gaps because it more intensively scrutinizes and engages people in the decision-making processes and optimizing them for better results. It is my great pleasure to share with you the conversation that Anne-Barbara and I had precisely about this topic and to introduce her to you as a member of our institute. I know that you will benefit from her in-depth understanding and view of judging and precisely her insistence that we need to all learn to judge softly. Here is my conversation. So the other day I was uh, telling a friend who's also very very much into the diversity and inclusion um, kind of conversation, and I was sharing with her what we were doing today. And then, you know, the title of your company, the title of your book, you know, so judge softly. And her immediate reaction was, oh, How does that fit into inclusive leadership and what you're doing? Because aren't we not supposed to judge? So my question to you, my first question is really, um, why should we judge softly, Anne-Barbara? Yeah, well, that's a a great example. And I get that a lot. (laughs) The question like, why judging softly? So it means I, I can actually judge, right? And yes. Let's start by saying that we all judge. It is universal. And what I also learned by doing my research is that we cannot not judge. So there is no way, uh, there's actually research about it. People have tried to prove that there are ways of, for example, uh, meditating every day a lot or um, any other sort of yeah, medication even, trying to solve the judging that we do, but there is no way. So they couldn't prove. And so research says that we cannot not judge. So with judging softly, I uh, mean that we, uh, what I want to want to tell people is that we all constantly respond subconsciously, right? Based on our automatic pilots. And so by judging, I mean every subconscious reaction on any situation. So it's mostly that subconscious reaction that happens in every situation. We get actually stuck in our own assumptions, in our concepts that we all created ourselves, right? In our illusionary world that we put uh, labels on things. We put assumptions, expectations. And, and that is actually the judgment. That's almost a judgment that we that steers everything that we do. It steers our behavior. It steers uh, our decision-making. It steers our communication, our interaction with ourselves as well. So we hear those voices in our head saying, oh, would I have had or uh, I should have done this. But then we lose sight of what else is out there, right? So we start to create our own tunnel vision. 
And that's uh, it's also the subtitle of my book. It's some it's from tunnel vision to wisdom. So what happens? We're stuck in our tunnel vision. We focus on one point or one goal, maybe in the future or somewhere uh, where we see it, and and we don't see what's broader, like the broader view, what's out there. And that has an influence on what I said, right? On decision making, on uh, how we perform in a team, on how we lead. Uh, it's definitely uh, has to do with leadership quality. It also has an impact on the culture within our organization. Like, how do we interact with each other? Well, if we all get steered by our own assumptions, which are judgments, then uh, imagine how it influences the culture in our in our organization. And it also influences our well-being. So the well-being of ourselves, of how we deal with changes in a, in an in a organization, how we deal with uh, new situations. And uh, most of the times, because we're so stuck in this tunnel vision, we get deeper and deeper ingrained in this thinking, and it actually creates a lot of stress and burnout. So yeah, there's lots of uh, subjects that hook into the George Shoffley uh, uh, environment almost. So that is what, I, uh, what I'm solving with George Shoffley. I had an example of uh, one of the participants in the workshop last week where he uh, mentioned when, when we were talking about the consequences of our judgments. And he said, oh, yeah, that's right. Now I realize that uh, I had a boss. This boss was actually uh, just left the company. But he said, with this boss, he always reacted to me in a certain way that I felt uh, sort of uh, minor to him. So less than him. He always reacted in a way that I couldn't that I couldn't bring up my idea. I had that feeling that there was a... So what happens every time when he came into the room with this boss or the boss came in a room, he, he felt in his whole body and in his mind sort of closed. So he, he, was, he really felt like a closed communication. He almost felt like I can't say everything that I want to say. And that all uh, was based actually on the assumption that this boss would always turn him down. But who knows what would have happened if this assumption, if he didn't follow it and would actually uh, react in a different way and out of this tunnel vision, who knows, maybe the relationship got much better or uh, he felt. So that was an example of, of one of the participants in my workshop. And we had more consequences. So it's I have actually a whole word class of, of words. There's many things I can mention, some like frustration, exclusivity, there's uh, the consequence can be one-way conversations, right? With this example uh, of the boss who, yeah, there was really, uh, it happened that there was a one-way conversation, uh, miscommunication, and then we had stress. So again, we cannot not judge, but fortunately there is this neuroplasticity, right? That we have. And with that, we can override our habits and our patterns. So by judging softly, I make people aware of the fact that we judge. I make them aware of the consequences it has on your behavior and then also uh, become aware and learn the choices that we have when we interact and when we communicate and when we lead or when we cooperate in a team. What, what I really like about this is, I mean, but when I think of the, the leaders that I oftentimes deal with, I mean, obviously, leadership and judgment go hand in hand, right? I mean, there's judgment going on all the time. And I think what you're saying is rather than making judgment in itself somewhat of a bad thing, that we actually need to understand we are all here to judge. 
<laughs> in a certain sense, maybe that's what our brains are designed to do in a, in a sense. We're judging at multiple levels all the time, like the example you gave of the the person who was judging the his manager, right, in a certain sense. And this was even, he was judging the manager's judgmental attitude or so, you know, so there are multiple layers of of judgment going on. And what are we really fearing is that the judgment is unfair, right? It's not that we fear judgment, but that we fear unfair judgment. And and, and I think what you're alerting uh, us to is that we need to learn to judge better, actually, you know, to explore how we judge so that we don't fall trapped into this, what you call tunnel vision, right? There's, and we, I think we see this everywhere, right? The, even the media and the, the, the media bubbles keep us in a certain reality that, that don't challenge us. Um, and I mean, I, I've seen it in teams, like you said, group things sets in. So, so there is this, this team-based tunnel vision. So I think alerting us to this, um, this feature of judgment, especially when we want to build our inclusive leadership muscles, is a wonderful, wonderful addition that, that goes way beyond, in my estimation, all this, this learning and teaching around unconscious bias, right? Because the unconscious bias is just one of the areas that we need to become aware of and, and learn to manage. Yeah, so exactly. It's judging softly is really uh, judged consciously. So that that's exactly, it's almost, I can say it like that. And when you when you explain it like this, it's, it's uh, also another uh, thought came to mind is that we also learn to get out of this uh, short-term view, right? This short-term vision. So when you judge uh, and you're not aware of your judgments then you get stuck in this tunnel vision which creates a, such a short-term view right we see it also like you said in in the world that's going on right now media but also all the all the things that go on go, that are going on in the world right now there is this tunnel vision that creates short term and there's this based on that we are not able to look further than maybe even a day ahead so th- that also helps by knowing that you judge and uh, as soon as you see that you judge you're able to see the, the the choices that you have and sometimes because judging is sometimes actually really good right it has it's also it's it's something that we need because otherwise we couldn't even live in this world that we're now in with so many changing things or changing elements but i think the the fact that we that we can see the choices and that we can consciously make the decision okay i now go with my judgment i let my judgment steer me or no this judgment might not even be right let me actually ask a little bit more listen a little bit better uh, well there's many things that we can do to communicate more wisely right and more compassionate so that that's the other way then maybe at that point you choose for that choice at that moment I, I love this focus and that you're bringing this focus to our, you know, exploration of inclusive leadership. Um, so I'm always curious how people, you know, <laughs> talking about choices, choose to focus on what they're focused on, right? So I'm wondering how this, how this area became your focus um, of your rich professional life. So you said one day, oop, I'm going to focus on judgment. No, that is, uh, thank you for your question. That's always an interesting uh, sort of story to me, at least. I sometimes look back and I think, oh, this is actually interesting how I came here. So I have a background in management consulting. I've uh, worked over a decade for uh, Deloitte and for Philips and FedEx, both in New York and in Amsterdam. 
And at some point in my life, I had a standstill in my life. I made a conscious decision to uh, stop my career for a bit to take care of our two little daughters. We moved to New York for the second time in our lives. And I thought, well, you know what? This is actually the time my our daughters were three and one to take some time off with the kids and to um, to see them growing up and to see them develop. And at that point in time, so I stopped my career and I was home with the girls. And after a month, I got so unhappy. And it was really hard to me because what I did, I judged myself saying, come on, you're a mom, you love them. Why aren't you able to actually uh, enjoy this and enjoy every moment that you're with them? And actually every moment that you missed uh, in the last uh, three years. I, I that fascinated me like what's happening right now right I was judging myself and then I realized that my work had became my identity so at that point I didn't have work well I worked with the with the girls which is actually hard work sometimes as well but there was no work and then I uh, realized that uh, I thought I was I was nothing right I didn't have an identity anymore when people asked what are you doing I wasn't even able to say something and I judged myself pretty hard. So that fascinated me. Then I uh, started a company for women who uh, stopped working. So out of my own interest almost and to help them to get back to work. And there I came across actually judgments uh, against the women. So bias of uh, women who had had stopped working for like five or 10 years and wanted to get back in. They had amazing uh, resumes, but they, uh, the companies they, uh, I tried to link them with, they weren't, well, they were interested in their story, but they didn't contract them. So then I had two stories for myself, judging about myself, judging about others. So the, the women that um, wanted to get back to work. And I started to research because I said, this is, this is very interesting, this judgment point. And then I started to think back about my consulting career in the M&A deals that I did in the transformational uh, projects. And I realized that um, the communication there was also always, there was this, this sort of underlayer of judgments, right? That was going on. And there was also a lot of miscommunication. What I also saw is that in every changing environment and there was a fast changing environment right in in M&As in M&A deals or in in transformations reorganizations that people started to behave differently or they started to become very defensive or they started to become very uh, shy or at least something happened in their behavior so I did research and it fascinated me so much that I thought I, I need to write a book about this because this is something that impacts everybody. Uh, if you're in a consulting world uh, or uh, if you are in, in, in a total different industry, it doesn't really matter. And then I also realized this is universal. So that was, I wrote my book, Judge Softly from Tunnel Vision to Wisdom, unfortunately only in Dutch for now. And what I do now is then I, um, uh, so, so what I wrote in my book is actually my own process of transforming to judge softly. Um, so I became aware of my judgments. I did a lot of self-observation. I went into the mindfulness and meditation world where uh, that really helped me to observe myself and to reflect on myself. And I learned more about the subconscious mind that's out there by meditating and by practicing and teaching mindfulness. And so that that whole process, I brought that together now in the company, uh, Judge Shafley. And uh, so it's my life and work experience that come together, which is wonderful, I think. 
I, I re realize it when I talk to people and I'm uh, doing workshops with people that that it's it's really me, right? This is what I went through, so it's much easier to actually bring it across. <laughs> when that comes together, it's powerful, right? Because you feel it. I mean, talking about identity, you know, because I think that's that that happens to so many people, um, and I think. I mean, men or women, but I think men have been almost socialized into your job is your identity. And there, I th think there are many men, many leaders that I meet that are, that are men that would have never thought of taking that step back and seeing what, what is going on there. And, and it, it is a deep crisis that, that, that happens when that sense of identity disappears. But the job really is to transform our identity, right? And, and I love that you were able to step back, observe this, right? And say, you know, ooh, there is something interesting here. I need to study myself. That's what I'm, I'm hearing a little bit. That you, you became your own object of study. Definitely. And it's funny, I also got the question, so do we all need to go through a crisis like you went through? So this was then one of the crises. I had another story, but I will, I will tell about that later. But it's uh, to be to transform to judge softly, right? To be able to self-reflect. And uh, I found it a very interesting question. And uh, I thought about it a little bit. And then I thought, you know what? A crisis can be as big as uh, being very unhappy or depressive even, even. But a crisis can also be small. And it can be more something that you feel there's something going on. You get, you're stuck in something, maybe even stuck with your partner or with your team, within your team or, or a colleague. It can be as small as that, right? Or a project that doesn't work well and you don't know exactly what's going on or why. But that can be a little crisis as well. That can be the, the reason for doing some more research about yourself and, and uh, uh, some research on how you look at the world, right? How you see the world, how you perceive the world. I mean, I am so excited that you're bringing this to the Inclusive Leadership Institute because I think it fits perfectly the broader sense of inclusive leadership that this is all about. Because just how you're saying we need to judge more consciously and reflect on on our judgment on how we judge or ultimately it's the choices that we make inclusive leadership is all about reflecting on our leadership as well and are we doing this am i doing this to create the kind of cultural environment that i want to create you know that is inclusive engages everyone uh, enables multiple stakeholders and that works across differences and it strikes me that part of what you're saying is also that differences, you know, in different could be work groups or teams or whatever they might be, have a lot to do with almost cultures of judgments that are being created and, and reinforced within those groups. I'm really excited about how we can apply um, and how this integrates. Yeah, me too. And thank you for uh, for including me in this institute. I'm very, and I want to compliment you as well for uh, for setting this all up, right? For for being having this institute. It's I think it's a great initiative. Thank you. And you'll be doing a masterclass for for us as well. Can you say a little more about that masterclass? Yeah. So during this masterclass, I'd like to lead the the listeners through the four phases of judging softly. So there's four phases that I um, actually, uh, while writing my book, 
came across, right? So when you write it, then all of a sudden you see a structure and you think, oh my gosh, this is great. This is a method actually. <laughs> so there's four phases. The, the first one is uh, becoming aware of your judgments, which I uh, realized now working with teams and with individuals that that is actually the hardest part of becoming aware of your subconscious uh, judgments. Because the conscious ones, yeah, you know, uh, the unconscious bias uh, trainings, right? They have taught you maybe some already. But the subconscious ones are, it's not easy to uh, to detect them and to, to uh, become aware of them. But that's the first phase. And then... There's a second phase where we review the judgments. So we, um, I give you some tools on how to review them and to see where they came from. So what is the reason for them? What caused the, the judgments that you have? Then there is a phase of acceptance. And that has all to do with, even if you maybe already use the word accept, or if you already feel maybe a little bit of a let go, right? Like, okay, you can uh, relax a little bit about the fact that you judge. And that helps you to uh, to broaden your view because when you're relaxed and you, that actually helps you to break out of that tunnel vision. And then the fourth phase is to communicate wisely. So I will give you some tools on how to use all this uh, in your daily life, at work, uh, in your team. So when you listen to the masterclass, uh, at the end, you will have already some tools in your toolkit that you can use immediately. Um, again, because we all judge and we do it so many times during the day, you can immediately use it um, uh, at work, at home, anywhere. That's great. So <laughs> just at, as we are wrapping up um, uh, this this episode, is there one small thing? Because we, when, when you say we can immediately use it, do you have a... But one thing that we could all benefit from and do differently um, that, that, that kind of um, makes an impact by, by, by shifting something in, in how we approach judging. I think there's one that you can use immediately, and that is uh, it has to do with becoming aware of the fact that you judge. It actually it has it is almost like a two two-tier one. Uh, the second thing is, or the first one is, is that you really realize that you always judge that's one so accept it it's okay you will always judge that's one and then the second thing is that when you're in a conversation with somebody and you will realize that uh, when you're in a conversation with a new person or in a changing environment uh, you will actually see that there's more judgments coming up but in any situation when you're communicating with somebody when you're in an interaction with somebody just try to really listen to that other person before you even start to, well, first of all, of course, breaking in. That's one thing. Uh, try to not do it. But second of all, also become aware of the thoughts that you have while you're listening to this person. Because, well, nine out of ten times you will see that you're not really listening because you're already thinking about the next thing that you wanted to say to that person or the next thing that you want to uh, bring across. While maybe that person is saying something very valuable that uh, is uh, important for a decision that you want to make or for the whole interaction that you're in. Like just to summarize, the tip is uh, when you're in an interaction with somebody, try to really listen uh, instead of uh, already think about everything that you wanted to say uh, next. <laughs> so that requires us to do a little bit of suspension of judgment as well, right? Uh, no. Yeah. Great. So, I mean, thank you for, for just explaining a little bit about what Judge Softly is all about. And I think there is such a great fit with what we're trying to do around inclusive leadership. So I am really looking forward to learning much more from you um, in this 
in this effort. So to uh, create leaders that judge more conscientiously, judge more softly in service of uh, perhaps creating greater levels of equity and inclusiveness um, in this world. So thank you, Anne Barbara, for, for just exploring that a little bit today. Thank you, Jörg. I'm really looking forward to share much more information and, uh, and detail about Judge Schaffner. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. You can sign up for more wherever you get your podcasts. Just look for the Inclusive Leader Podcast. To find out more about the Inclusive Leadership Institute, visit us at www theinclusiveleadershipinstitute.com. Mm-hmm.